Uh, right, right, Clay. And do you have an AKA as well? Uh, yeah, Muppet. I believe I went with a school friend, with, with school, on a trip to the National History Museum and we decided not to bother, ended up on King's Road where I saw people hanging outside uh, what was then called Sex Vivian Westwood's shop. Um, I thought they looked quite cool and then saw it in the paper after that. I went off little stories about punkies and things. If I was still at school, it was 1976, something like that. Definitely around 76. You don't just decide that you're going to become a punk rocker or whatever. It's, um, I don't know, you sort of evolve into it. I still wouldn't call myself strictly a punk rocker to this day, but I did all that sort of stuff, you know. I don't know, you just start listening to bands and hearing stuff and disappearing into Woolworths in Bletchley to go and either steal or um, listen to, because that's when, back then, they had a music booth in the back and you could go and listen to it on the headphones, um, which is where I first heard the Pistols. Yeah, so it's from there, really. You just evolve through it, I suppose. Um, took a while. I like David Bowie and T-Rex as well, so... Um, I had already been, I'd seen T-Rex um, on more than one occasion, uh, bands like Slade and all that, and it's just common practice to sort of paint your face to look like a bit of a, I don't know, yeah, whatever they were called, um, glam rocker, uh, yeah, with a mate from school, um, you know, also the, there was, um, when I, Usually, I went on um, to the BBC studios because kids were invited back then to go onto Top of the Pops uh, and that from schools. And I, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but we managed to blag it like that, which is how I saw T Rex. It was never, it, it, it wasn't a live gig as such. But yeah, um, and because we heard that Bowie was going to be there, um, yes, I did actually wear makeup. Well, it was, that was uh, bleach originally, peroxide, and, and it was just blonde. I didn't colour it for quite a while, but then uh, discovered crazy colour, tried food colour, it's all rubbish, doesn't work. Um, not for more than a couple of days, and if you're sweaty or whatever when you go to a gig and stuff, especially back then when there was thousands of people at a gig instead of a couple of hundred, it'd get a bit warm and run down your face. But then so did Crazy Colour, so yeah, yeah. Um, soap to spike it up, thick as possible, in your hands, um, just keep going with it, and I don't know, you know. And, Get your girlfriend to do it at the end of the day <laughs> instead. Yeah, yeah. From day one, I mean, the, the the whole of the first wave of punk rock, as far as I was concerned, was a little bit uh, too much about dressing up, and um, I never paid for anything really. Um, I think the the nearest I ever got to paying for anything punk rock was um, buying my Dr Martins, which I've worn on and off since I was about twelve, anyway. So. 
everything else, I, I did buy stuff, but it was second hand. Um, I couldn't justify ever the prices that um, Sedationaries tried to nick something out of Sedationaries <laughs> once. That was quite amusing. Um, did you get go, caught? Didn't go down too well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I didn't know it was her at the time because it was well early days with uh, Robert Stevenson. Um, and we went in there. Um, it had become Sedationaries by then rather than sex, which is what I was on about earlier. And... Um, yeah, I attempted to walk out with something or other which was still connected to sort of half a dummy which I didn't really realise. And uh, yeah, um, Vivian Westwood sort of put her arm over us at the front of the shop and banned us, but I don't think she remembered who we were because we were in there again the following weekend anyway. But I was more of a jeans and t-shirt, Ramon style I think, but uh, apart from the hair. I don't remember actually ever cutting anything up. I did have a pair of bondage trousers that a friend's mum made for me, um, but I don't think they lasted very long. It was usually jeans and t-shirts, um, a few band t-shirts, and I had made my own band t-shirts as well. Now, I mean, uh, it's all my early years were, were basically around London um, from sort of 76, 77, even 1978. Um, but the Milton Keynes thing was sort of seemed to happen a little bit later. Yeah, it's it's, it's a small scene, isn't it? Really, at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, places like Criminal Records, um, even Bob's Records in Bletchley Market, and that to a certain extent. Um, yeah, you know, always hang outside the uh, pubs up City Centre, Starting Gate. Um, what was the other one? Um, Rosen Castle. Yeah, occasionally the city duck, just to go and socialise with the uh, nicer element of the skinhead population. Yeah, always Crawford Arms back then, that was that was it, I think. Um, there was a couple of little sort of um, little venues here and there but with punk bands in them. Um, I think even the Galleon had a couple of punk bang, bands in it uh, in its very early days. Um, and then you'd got sort of, uh, I mean, really early days, 76, 77, it was like a youth club thing where you just, um, I don't know what you want to call it, um, dance around pogo <laughs> to records, which uh, I didn't really participate in, but I have witnessed it. Places like the uh, youth club on the Lakes Estate and, you know, local bands. Um, I'm trying to think of the really early days, not many. Um, the, the Crawford had, had um, that was a little bit later, towards 1979 as well. I didn't really know much about what went on at the Crawford until then, really. But some of the early stuff that they had in there was, was um, well, not really local bands, but the undertones and that. Um, what's that all about? It's not about dressing up, is it? Not to me. I mean, later on, like um, when I first saw Crass in 1979, which were a completely different sort of genre of, of punk rock or whatever, it's like the dressing up thing just went out the window and, you know, it was, it was a pointless exercise. I've still, I've still got the odd, odd one or two of those somewhere as well, um, but my memory is rubbish with the names of those. I've got the same one that... Steve um, put up a little while ago, I don't know if it was something to do with you or Bletchley Punk Day stuff, 
there was a couple, weren't there? I've, I've, I've had this discussion with Steve, but my memory is it's rubbish yeah. as far as titles are concerned. I couldn't remember the names of any of the local fanzines, basically. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> um, were, there was two or three, and um, there was one that came out from Leighton as well, and half of that lot used to hang around in Milton Keynes anyway, mm. and vice versa. But yeah, you, fanzines, they're pretty much for muchness back then. It's take about five minutes and it's gone, isn't it? It's... Oh, I disappeared straight away. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I went straight on to the doll. Um, wasn't a lot of work around anyway. So I applied to my trade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and then from there, uh, I did get a job after about a year of dossing around, I suppose, which was in a meat factory. lasted like, about three months, I think. Um, that was the end of that. Yeah. They didn't seem too bothered in the meat factory. Um, a, a little bit later, I, I got a, a job with another mate of mine, um, Toad. I don't know if you spoke to him either. That was working in Unigate in... Oh, I can't remember the year of that. And when me and him... He, he got... I think he was already working there. And I saw this chap with, like, bright, bright green, slightly spiky hair from a distance. I thought, oh, doesn't look too bad. Um, I'd gone in there with, um, I think I'd still got a Moe at the time, a pink one. Mate come up to me and that, well he wasn't a mate at the time, I didn't know him, um, and he's going, oh I'm toad, blah blah blah. And then they, there was a, um, a big roar uh, from about 10 different people working on a production line in the background calling us punky wankers and all this sort of stuff. Obviously they knew Toad, but um, yeah, the abuse was, uh, it was amusing. It was all little tongue-in-cheek sort of stuff. But um, no, I've had genuine shit for just what I look like. Um, I've walked, I've been spat walking along the high street um, on more than one occasion um, in the very early days, um, even, even in literally late 79, eight, early 80s, um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I've, I've been refused a doctor's appointment, um, uh, which was absolutely outrageous, um, and I've been accused of being a glue sniffer, which at the time I'd never done, you know, various different things like that. Um, it depends um, how big his mates were and uh, you'd have to assess the situation uh, but usually you just sort of have to grin and bear it and wander off because they're in a gang. Don't do that sort of thing, you know, to other people unless they're in a gang, in my opinion. Well, my, my dad decided that he was never going to be seen out in public with me when I first... Um, I'd already bleached my hair, which he could just about cope with, but then when I started spiking it up a bit more, he called me uh, various different names and said that I was no longer his son and to get the fuck out of his house. Um, but he'd, um, he hated it. You know, if I was in the car with him um, and I'd, I'd occasionally go shopping with my mum, my mum was brilliant, she never minded any of that but my dad was a bit um old school but yeah he'd, he'd walk ahead or way behind me um you know yeah yeah um it was a bit of a yeah 
it was literally because of what I looked like. You know, he judged me for what I looked like, and so did all his friends. Coming from a village and seeing that in a village as well, Stoke Hammond, I lived in Stoke Hammond. Um, it, it's, you know, it was quite hard. There were various different things that went on with me and my dad. Um, I could never slag him off for it. Uh, totally different generation. Yeah, it was an odd one, to say the least. But yeah, yeah, so, and, and my mum especially, you know, she'd defend me in front of people um, and that. Uh, all the time, you know. I remember um, I did have a trial coming up to play football for Luton, um, getting back to the old man again. Um, I thought that was on mentioning. Um, and he, he'd uh, arranged, they'd arranged for a coach to come out and their scouts and various different things. And I disappeared off uh, to the roundhouse to go and see the damned on the same, um, well, the day before, um, I was supposed to have the the um, football scout turn up, and I didn't go home for a week. Um, yeah, that sort of punk rock taught me that, to stand up to, I know it was my dad, and it was maybe seemed a bit cheeky to some people, but that was my way of saying, yeah, bugger off, I've got my own mind, don't force me into that. and. I don't think I would have learned that at quite such an early age if it wasn't for the whole punk rock thing. Um, first wave of punk rock as well. It, it taught you. It taught you. Um, how can I? How can I word this? Um, it was a sort of fuck you sort of attitude, but it was about yeah, stand up for yourself as well. Well, to me, it was um, politics and everything like that didn't really come into it until later. But, um, yeah, it was do it yourself, you know, and go your own way, really. Um, I mean, I bought my first first uh, boat um, in, I think it was arse end of 1988, after I'd discovered sort of like the second wave or whatever, whatever you want to call it, of punk rock, i.e. sort of crass conflicts or the so-called anarcho bands. Um, you know, stuff like that, it, it, I don't think it would have been a part of my life to actually go out there and try and live an alternative lifestyle, which I suppose I do, um, if it wasn't for the whole punk rock thing. You know, it's uh, it's, it's hard to explain, really. It's, uh, no, I think I've always been a loner. <laughs> no, uh, most of my, my closer friends I've discovered through the whole punk rock thing. Apart from a couple that I live with uh, from infant school, you know, and even they turned into punk rockers in the end anyway. Um, so, yeah, most of my mates are into the punk scene, close friends anyway.